everybody, Matt Mentley here with the Weekly Wisconsin Sports Show. I need a better name. And I'm also probably not going to do this weekly if... <laughs> We'll, we'll see how everything goes. So I should blow up the name completely. But it is January 29th. It is about 73 degrees here in Los Angeles, California. And I love it. I saw an article somebody posted that Chicago has not had sun for seven straight days. So I bow my head and pray for all my friends back there. But let's get to it. There is always, as always, plenty to get to, and I don't want to hold you up for the rest of your day. We'll go through a little tiny Packer thought, some some bucks, a lot of bucks. We're all bucks now. Bucks, bucks, bucks for uh, at least a couple months until April hits an opening day for the Brewers. Or now it's March because they uh, did move it up. But we will do that. And of course, we will go through the Wisconsin person of the Week, geek, geek, geek. So let's get it going. Just a few Packer thoughts. Now, I really yelled. I swore. I screamed. I was upset at Matt LaFleur. Maybe a little too much. I mean, I was upset because he said in a pref- press conference after the fact that his team was not motivated. Now, Though I probably called him a bunch of names I shouldn't have. Uh, we're keeping this all to ourselves, right, right gang? I shouldn't have used some words. I guess it was just weird. I was probably too hard on him, but I just think it was so odd. Like, why not keep that to yourself? Why not keep that in staff? Why not keep that in team? Why did you say it after the fact in a press conference? It was just so bizarre of a thing to say. Like, just... Some things are best left unsaid, but uh, it definitely looks bad. I, a friend of the pod, Nick Hoffman, thinks he's a complete nerd, and I don't know if I have anything necessarily to uh, uh, to compete with that or a retort for that. He does seem like a big nerd. He's uh, He looks like the guy in Wisconsin who is always in a North Face jacket and, you know, gets a haircut every two weeks at some expensive place, but... I'm still going to give them a shot. That was a bad loss. It was the first year they overachieved. I mean, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Now that I've had a little distance and the numbers have come out, I knew this before the game, but for you non-analytic people, there is something called DVOA. You can look it up if you'd like. I don't want to waste time explaining it here, but it's done a great job. Uh, They even have gone back in time and uh, done DVOA for old teams. And it does do a good job of showing where teams land. And the Packers were one of the worst DVOA teams to get a first round by in the history of the NFL. So they did overachieve that 13 and three season. We all, we all saw it. We all knew, you know, again, it's like the relationship that's kind of going south and you're like, Oh boy, but I, I want to hold on to this 13 and three record so badly, even when DVOA is just staring us in the face that it was a mediocre team. So just wanted to say something positive. I really, I was, you know, I, when I was editing the podcast, I was like, oh, yikes. I, I really yelled in this one. So moving along, 
again, probably in April-ish. We will look at some of the Packers draft options here. But for now, let's put it to bed. Go Chiefs. Uh, Go Andy Reid. Hope they win the Super Bowl and uh, murder the Niners. So it's all bucks, folks. It's all bucks all the time in this house. And they are just murdering (laughs) murderers row. Get out of their way. So they dropped 151 against Washington. I'll talk about that game a little more. The game in uh, Paris, they pretty handily beat Charlotte. It was a little closer looking of a score. But, I mean, they're beating teams by double digits each night. That's why I hated the Christmas game. Again, I, it's so it's such a bummer that that was the game everybody saw, and the rest of the year the Bucks are just murdering people, anybody who gets in their way. But they dismantled the Wizards last night. Wizards suck. However, Giannis was not in the game, so it was a great... Almost everybody got over 20 minutes of playing time. They really... Did a great job. Bud did a great job of shuffling everybody in and out of this game. And Chris Middleton. I haven't really talked about Middleton on the pod. I just stick him in there for 20 points, 25 points a game. And he's been reliable. It's tough to be on a team with a a, a superstar. I don't think Middleton is Pippen. Listen, I'm not going to make that one. But it is like... You know, when Jordan was on the Bulls, Pippen was always going to be number two. And that's where Middleton is right now. There is no... I remember a couple of years ago, there was a spat between Jabari Parker and Giannis about who's the leader of the team. Like, this was when Giannis, you know, wasn't quite Giannis. He had the tools. Nobody was sure. But it was like, ooh, this Giannis kid, Jabari's mad because they're running the offense through them. (laughs) Good call, by the way. Good call on that because, I mean, look at what happened. Uh, Parker's uh, almost out of the league and trying to stay healthy, and Giannis is one of the best ever. So sometimes there is that internal struggle. You know, the the other guy wants to be seen. We're seeing it especially a lot in the NBA nowadays. But it seems like Chris Middleton is really happy just scoring buckets, uh, being second banana. I mean, 51, that doesn't come often. So he had a game. He was red hot last night. was a great, I mean, Bucks had it in hand at halftime pretty much. So their domination continues. Chris Middleton is not getting enough credit, but he is getting enough credit in the NBA circles because it does look like he will be an all-star review, which is a uh, 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 all-star review. He will be on the all-star team as a reserve. And so, great. Two bucks on the all-star team. That's great. There was some rumors. Bledsoe's kind of on that list, but not making the cut. I don't think Bledsoe will make it. But he's having a great season, too, especially on defense. And he had a great game the other night against the Wizards as well. So everybody's playing so well. 
You know, the trade deadline's coming up. We've talked about trades here as well. Trades are fun to talk about, especially when it comes to the NBA. NFL, it's a little more tricky. Baseball, it's a little more tricky. Basketball, it's just fun to trade. I don't know why that is, but it's just... You know, the trades maybe are easier. I know there's some positions, but there's not as many as baseball. So it's like, it's just a fun, a fun thing to dream about. Here's what's going to happen, I think, for the trade stuff. Chemistry is a huge deal in sports. And this team has chemistry right now. As I said, it seems like Bledsoe and Middleton are not fighting for minutes. They're not fighting to be the second banana. Everybody's doing their job to help the team. Even a Brooke Lopez, who is playing really well, he's the fourth option. He could be bitching about this. But everybody's winning. The chemistry is good. I don't see them making a trade. I really don't. If they do... It's probably at the back half of that roster. It'll probably be something fairly boring, like Ilyasova and George Hill for somebody. It's not going to be too splashy. They might try to get somebody who's more of a sixth man sort of thing. But honestly, when you're on this pace and you're killing people, like nothing's wrong right now. Don't fix it. What are you tweaking? What are you trying to improve? I know that there is... Some Wesley Matthews hate out there, but I don't really think they need that much from Wesley Matthews other than him to play some good defense and sink a couple three-pointers from time to time. I don't I don't think they mess with this team. Now, if this were a video game and I were in charge and chemistry wasn't really a thing, if I'm looking at this cold-heartedly, I'd trade Bledsoe. I would he's he's playing so well right now. He's 29, 30 years old, right? You know, point guards do not age well. Guys who are 6'2 and under in the NBA, it just it falls off very quickly. I know they're not going to do it. I mean, that would be pretty cold-hearted especially with a team playing so well right now and you don't want to mess with that, but Man, I tr- I would try to get something worth it out of Bledsoe right now. But again, I don't see the Bucks doing any- anything. That's my own personal like I'd like to see that that'd be fun sort of thing, but I don't think that they do it. So, you're going to hear a lot about trades. I don't think the Bucks are going to be in the trade market. They might be in a few rumors here and there. But, like, they're not going to go out and get a Chris Paul. They're not going to go out and get, like, some flashy name. I mean, really the only name out there getting shopped seems to be uh, the guy from the Minnesota Timberwolves, Covington. You know, it, it doesn't seem to be like... There's an Anthony Davis out there that's looking around. It, it seems to be pretty basic. So another reason why the Bucks probably don't make anything. The Bucks owner. Now, if you didn't see this, he had a press conference with Michael Jordan. And he said that he not only wants to win the championship, but he wants to beat the Bulls record at 72 wins or whatever and have a historic team. I have several words for the owner. Shut the fuck up. 
I, I don't like owners, number one. I don't like the super rich. I don't like deifying these people. We have one of them in the fucking White House right now. I, I hate that we put rich people on a pedestal when they're actually mostly the most evil people in the world. He's probably not evil. Listen, he's probably not evil. He just has nothing in... Com- I even remember when I was younger and it was like, if somebody was a millionaire, it was a big deal. Now it's a bill. Now it's a billionaire. I can't, I can't even imagine that much money in my life, let alone like having that much, right? So these people are just so disconnected from us and disconnected from the fans. And it's just a fucking big dick-waving contest between them. And I, I, everything is going so well that all it takes is an owner to open his mouth. Just shut up. Everything's going well right now. I know you're a billionaire. I know everything comes to you super easy. These owners also hold all these cities hostage and, and try to get tax breaks and all this kind of shit. I just, I hate owners. Just shut up. Be an owner. You're already a billionaire. It's, I, I, you are living the dream of owning a professional sports team, which is what we all dream about. Just shut up. Put people who know what they're doing, which they have, in charge. But uh, yeah, yeah, don't don't ruin the season. Uh, there was a thing a couple years ago that uh, Joe Lacob, the owner of Golden State, had a big interview, and he was just bragging, oh, see, we got Draymond Ground, uh, Green in the second round, and we did this, and we did that, and he came off as such a prick. And it's like, I, I, just shut up. And look what happened to Golden State, like... A few things break the other way, buddy, and you're the worst team in the NBA. So it, it it's just like, shut up, enjoy it, Let's, let us enjoy it as fans. I don't even care about the record. I honestly, I want a championship before the record. So shut up about this record. I don't care about it. Look what happened to the 73-win Golden State. <laughs> they chased the record, and they were exhausted at the end and lost. So I don't want the Bucks going in to the finals, playing LeBron, you know, trying to be the best team ever. I just want them to win the championship. I want to see a Bucks, a Bucks championship. So uh, yeah, shut up, dude. So schedule coming up here. Some good games. Denver on Friday. Denver is a very good, solid team. Start time is a little later than usual. 8 p.m. on Friday. So. Drink up a cup of coffee, Bucks fans, and hope to see you out at the Pfizer. But that'll be a good matchup and interesting to see where the Bucks are on that. Super Bowl morning, Sunday morning, the Bucks play against the Suns at 11 a.m. my time, 1 p.m. years, years all time. And, oh, a good game next twos, next twos, uh, Nationally televised, the Bucks are playing the New Orleans Pelicans. So we will get to see Zion versus Giannis in that one. That's a great game. That's the spotlight, the New Orleans game. I think that's important. I do think they lose one of these as well before I uh, slink back to you here. Uh, what is the national press saying about our team? It's, it's a lot of all-star talk right now. Uh, and again, there's... 
you can't talk about one thing all year. It gets boring. So you can't just keep saying Giannis is unprecedented over and over again. You need new things to say. You know, he, Giannis will not be tested again. Injury-free, of course. Hope uh, We're all hoping for that for everybody. But Giannis isn't going to get tested until the playoffs. He's <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, he's dominated. He's probably the MVP. And so... You know, there's no worry there. So it is these other characters coming in, how Middleton's playing, how Bledsoe's doing, if they do try to upgrade their bench, uh, stuff like that. But a lot of all-star talk, which was, I was glad Bledsoe got some all-star talk. And they're talking that Bledsoe might make the all-defensive team. So that's exciting as well. So off of that, I haven't mentioned Middleton much on this podcast, so he is getting the weekly uh, sports person of the week, Chris Middleton, having a great season, getting slightly overshadowed by Giannis. But again, when you're on a team with Giannis, Shaq, or whoever, who Jordan, you know, you're going to get a little ignored. So keep hanging in there, Chris Middleton. Keep dropping 51 when you can. Congratulations to him. That's it. On that note, we will head out and see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. A happy birthday shout-out to Charlie Rilling. Enjoy the game.